button. Push the damn button. Hey everybody, welcome back to Almost Sideways, a place for movie conversation. We got a really fun topic today. We are talking about the 38th annual Film Independent Spirit Awards that are going to be hosted live this upcoming weekend, March 4th, 2023 at 2 p.m. PST. Of course, as a film independent member myself, I have to go on and talk with this amazing topic every single year with my good buddy, Todd. Todd Plugnick, how are you doing, man? doing great this is uh this has always been sort of my favorite um award show so this uh this is, i look forward to doing this every year now that we're members yeah being a member of film independent we are able to uh have the privilege of voting on this award show and kind of maybe having some uh outcome outcomes go our way for some of our favorite performances and stuff like that too so it's always a fun conversation to dive into it. So we're going to give you guys our predictions. We're going to tell you kind of our ranking of the films. We're going to just have a good conversation. So if you have seen any of the movies, make sure you guys leave some comments in the comments section. That'll be a, a fun topic. And we'll read your comments off too. So uh, anyway, um, this upcoming year uh, is the – go to my slides real quick. Uh, the, the, the ceremony is, again, it's going to be March 4th, 2023 at 2 p.m. PST. And it's going to be by hosted by Hazan – Manage there. He's going to be hosting it this year. It's it's weird not to have Aubrey Plaza, but it's really cool to have a new host here. So I'm, I'm excited to see what he brings to the table. Are have you heard of him, or are you kind of excited for the, how he's going to host? Uh, I yeah, I'm not really familiar with him, but uh, what I do like is that this um, the ceremony is actually going to be broadcast live on the Film Independence YouTube channel instead of like uh, since like the beginning, basically it was on uh, the IFC channel which oh, yeah. didn't which was is harder and harder to get now so then but now yeah it's actually online which is, which would be cool but uh we they have had some great hosts over the over the years and uh i'm sure this guy will be will be awesome like i i remember when like john mulaney did it and like uh, there's there's like just they've had they've had some really cool hosts and it's always like a really lively um unfiltered show so <laughs> makes it always fun all right, I think I think it's time. Let's just jump right into our kind of the categories, and we're going to kick it off in a big way. We're going to go to the best feature category. So, Todd, can you do the honors? Let us know what is being nominated here, and we'll talk, discuss each uh, each movie. All right, the the nominees for best feature are Bones and All, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Our Father, The Devil, Tar, and Women Talking. All righty. So some big movies here, especially a couple of big Oscar players as well. I think four, three of those movies are Oscar nominated as well. So uh, should there's going to be some outcomes that are probably going to be in the Oscar race too. So uh, let's dive into it. Let's go into our kind of a ranking of the features first, and we'll give you guys our prediction at the end to kind of give you our kind of our voting. So uh, Todd, have a kick it off. Uh, for my rankings. I got uh so number five I have um the one uh that is probably going to win a lot of these awards. It's uh, everything everywhere all at once. I was I was not really the biggest fan. If you listen to our podcast, you would know that. Uh and then number four, I have women talking. Number three, our father the devil. Number two, I have Tar. And the one I voted for for best feature is uh was my number five of the year, Bones and All, which I, I think is just a, a fabulous wild movie that uh that cannot be replicated nice that's a good pick uh good good uh good kind of winner too that's gonna be interesting how that plays out it's definitely one of those uh 
more interesting conversational pieces, movies. I know it's kind of a divisive movie here on the podcast and almost sideways. So uh, kind of my ranking here, I do have women talking at number five for myself. Number four, I have bones and all uh, three, our father, the devil. No, no, sorry. Number three, I have everything everywhere all at once to our father, the devil. And number one, the movie I did vote for was tar. Uh, it was also in my top. It was in my number four film of 2022 as well. I uh, really love Tar, Kate Blanchett. We'll talk about her later, but uh, that, that's good winner. So you voted for Bones and All. I voted for Tar here. So we got some kind of uh, dispute already, which is great. <laughs> oh, I mean, I, I love Tar as well. But one thing that stands out to me is that uh, the way they put the nominees together this year, they, they really went for like uh, – the oscar players in in a lot of these categories because like in the past like i remember when in like uh, the 2008 awards uh like milk was nominated at the oscars for best picture best director best screenplay best actor best supporting actor at the, at the spirit awards yeah. it was like nominated for best actor and then it wasn't even the same supporting actor nominated like th they were just like okay these like movies that don't really look like they're independent we'll give them something but we'll we'll let the actual independent movies um be nominated for best feature but now they up the the budget uh max at the the spirit awards is now 30 million dollars which is ridiculous that's wow. not even an independent movie anymore like I mean, just because it's an independent studio it's like they, they just really wanted everything everywhere all at once to be eligible so they upped it by like eight million dollars this year from what it was last year it's kind of ridiculous but having said that i mean tar doesn't feel like an independent movie but it's a fantastic movie so i i don't i don't blame you for voting for it yeah, the, I, I really like that movie too. I think Everything Everywhere at Once is probably the favorite here, but I really love the inclusion of Our Father the Devil. Super underrated movie that no one is talking about. I know that was the movie that everybody's like, wait, what? What's this movie about? It's, it's actually a really cool uh, film about kind of revenge there too. So I, I thoroughly. No, no, it was a foreign film, but they didn't put it in the international category, which I thought was. That's another interesting, interesting thing too. And the no acting nominations. I thought the, the lead actress was phenomenal in that movie too. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I really, that, that one really stuck with me, but I mean, it's going against two like really heavy hitters for me. So I went with bones and all good call. All right. Uh, prediction for winning. Oh, it's going to be everything ever all, all at once. Cause I mean, it's pretty much like the online, like consensus favorite, is, is yeah. who wins these. And that's, I mean, I, the online contingent of everything ever all at once fans is ridiculous. So good point. <laughs> uh, yeah. So everything, everywhere, all at once, E E A A O. It's probably what I like to call it, but uh, it's probably going to win here. So, all right. All right. Let's go into our next category. Put this one down. Our next category, Todd, lead it off. Uh, so we're going to best director. Uh, first feature. I think I had that. Oh, best first feature. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't know what uh, order we were going in. Okay. Be no best first, first feature nominees we have. After Sun, Emily the Criminal, The Inspection, Marina, and Palm Trees and Power Lines. Okay. All right. So some really uh, great movies here as well. Uh, some really uh, ones that are really un unexpectedly amazing, actually. So a really great category here. Where is did I? Oh, yeah, there we go. Uh, so my ranking of these movies, I do have Emily the Criminal at number five. Uh, palm trees and power lines at four three the in inspection two marina and number one that i voted for what is after sun uh was one of my favorite movies of 2022 as well so i'm predicting after so i i, I voted for after sun so that's what we'll, we'll say for now 
Okay. Um, well, we, our, our rankings are quite different, but uh, th- these are five like Amazing. genuinely good movies. So mm-hmm. I, I, I can't really go wrong. Um, my number five, I have uh, Marina. Number four, The Inspection. Number three, After Sun. Number two, I have Palm Trees and Power Lines. And my number one is Emily the Criminal. Like, And as we say on the podcast, it's a Todd movie, but I mean... Yeah. I mean, and, and, and it is like a, a, a genuinely like really exciting movie to watch and uh, one that does feel very independent. I agree with that fact. Uh, I think that's one I definitely kind of want to revisit too, because there's something about that movie that I, I didn't, I needed to them to improve on for some reason, but uh, it's definitely a good Aubrey Plaza performance. We'll get, we'll talk about the performances in a little bit, but uh, what is your prediction here to win? I think this one is kind of, well, actually, no, I think it's kind of locked, maybe, too. But what, what's your prediction? I mean, it, it seems like it, it, it's pretty secure for After Sun. And I mean, ever ever since it first debuted, it, I, I've thought that it, it felt like one of... I mean, and plus, it's been taking every Best First Feature mm-hmm. and Best Debut Filmmaker uh, award throughout the way. So After Sun, I think, is winning. Good call. Yeah, that's what I kind of have as well. And uh, yeah, it's just a really a great movie there, too. So if you haven't seen it, go check out After Sun there. Go check out all these movies, actually, because these are some really good movies that the directors uh, definitely should be doing more things. It's very uh, great turns by each one of them. All right. Speaking of directors, let's move on to directing. OK, uh, the nominees for Best Director, we have uh, oh. Todd Field for Tar, uh, Koganaga, Koganada for uh, After Yang. Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert for Everything Everywhere All at Once, Sarah Pauly for Women Talking, and Halina Regine for uh, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Yes, and I did have slides for them. I just forgot to click it. So uh, anyway, those pop up at some point. But uh, <laughs> great cho- kind of list of directors here. It, it, each one of them does something a little bit different with each uh, kind of film here. Um, some really interesting choices on two of them. Uh, but still really solid uh, directorial films here. So, uh, Todd, how about you lead off this one? Yeah, I, I like how they, they don't always match up their directors to the to the pictures of the Spirit Awards. Uh, uh, number So number five, I have uh, Alina Rajin for Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Number four, I have The Daniels. Number three, I have uh, Kogonada. Um, which I, I think is a really cool nomination that they, they put there. Uh, number two, I have Sarah Pauly, and uh, I, of course, voted for Todd Field, the, the Oscar nominee, and the biggest scope of, of any movie that, that's nominated. Nice. Uh, I don't have the director's names quite in front of me, but I'm going to... Uh, the film, I, Bodies, 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 um, Five, um, Women Talking, Four, After Yang, and the Daniels at EEAO, and then... Uh, Todd Field for Tar is another one that I have too, though. So I can I can definitely see uh, Tar, Todd Field getting this direction win, with possibly the Daniels being uh, uh, another favorite to win it as well. What about you? Yeah, I mean, it, it, I bet the Daniels are going to win. I unfortunately, I mean, unless there are a lot of people like us that are just, that uh that are members that aren't the vocal majority that are all about everything ever all at once. I, I mean, the Daniels are going to win this. But if Todd Fields wins, I will be thrilled. 
ecstatic yeah <laughs> pretty much yeah uh but great list of uh, directing there um it's great to see that uh, bodies 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 get some love here there's another one that doesn't really quite feel like a an independent film i think it's just it feels like it's a uh, one of the bigger studio kind of horror movies that come out in a, in a way you know and a great nomination for after yang so i i love seeing that one as well that was really a great experience watching that film yeah, I mean, and, and at a $30 million budget, I'm surprised at things like Banshees wasn't, it must not have been eligible, but I don't know how, because I'm sure that budget couldn't have been that big, And but it probably would have been an international film, but it wasn't nominated there either, so. Weird. Yeah, I don't know how they did this. Yeah, that's, it's, it's always. They need to let us decide the nominees, too. <laughs> that would be, a that would be pretty awesome. That would be pretty awesome. All right, so best first, or best first, what is it? First, no, it's best screenplay. My bad. I, I'm, I'm reading the wrong one. Best screenplay. Uh, okay. Best screenplay. Making sure I making sure I click the right one. All right, go ahead. Uh, the nominees we have are Lena Dunham for Catherine Called Birdie. Uh, we have Todd Field for Tar, Koganata for After Yang, The Daniels for Everything Everywhere All at Once, and Sarah Polly for Women Talking. So kind of the same nominations or same movies nominated here i will definitely kick this one off i think Catherine calls birdie would be my number fifth pick here uh four i have the everywhere every uh everything everywhere all at once i'm gonna mess that up the whole time <laughs> uh women talking after yang and then i also have tar as my number one screenplay here yeah, I, I have Tar number one as well. Um, and we had almost the same ranking. I have Catherine Calberti five, um, everything everywhere at four, after Yang three, women talking two, and Tar at number one. Women talking at that controversial snub at the almost sideways movie awards uh this uh last weekend. Uh <laughs> well yeah, and uh and Todd Field for director had him. <laughs> We don't talk about that in one country. Okay. I, I, I did it. I did a Terry quote. Yes. <laughs> don't talk like that up in wine country. That's it. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, and the Daniels are going to win this too, but I mean, there is a chance that women talking wins it because there, there is a huge uh, contingent of people that, that love Sarah Polly and that, and they know that she's championing all the right things and she said all the right things, but she just hasn't gotten the love yet. I, if there is something that could upset the, the Daniels, uh, in the in the categories we mentioned so far, it's uh, it'd be women talking. Yeah, and that would that would be a really awesome win there too for that. I would be completely on really on board for that that win there. I think that would be uh, just a really cool move if that actually did up, do the upset there. All right, I'm trying to get, get the next slides ready. Uh, the prediction here you have is everything everywhere all at once. Yeah. All right, perfect. Um, yeah, I think that one's going to win there too. I could, I could. There's a world where Tar wins. Uh, there's a world that Woman Talking also wins there too. Uh, I would be kind of fine. I would be like, jump out of my seat if after Yang wins, pulls it off somehow. Uh, but yeah, I, I would love it for Tar to get at least something here. But I can see everywhere, everything, everywhere, all at once, kind of sweeping that uh, award there too. So, yeah. All right. Now we talked about best first uh, feature. Now we're going to go to the, the first screenplay. There's a lot of cool movies here too. Todd, kick it away. Okay. The best first screenplay nominees are Joel Kim Booster, who wrote Fire Island, uh, Jamie Dack, Audrey Findlay, and Jamie, or a story by Jamie Dack for Palm Trees and Power Lines. 
uh, KD Davila for Emergency, Sarah Delop, and a story by Kristen Rupanian for Bodies, 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 and uh, John Patton Ford, who wrote Emily the Criminal. Ah, yes. Some really, uh, again, some really, like, really entertaining films here that I really uh, do enjoy here, too. So uh, I believe it's your turn. Kick it off. Okay. Um, for mine, I have number five, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Number four, Fire Island. Number three, Emergency. Number two, Emily the Criminal. And my number one is uh, that I voted for is Palm Trees and Power Lines. Very similar kind of ranking here on my end as well. I have number five, Fire Island. Uh, four, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Three, Emily the Criminal. Two, Emergency. And number one, Palm Trees and Power Lines. Good. I'm, I'm glad you, you voted for that too. Like That's the kind of movie that got like that reminded me of what i loved about the spirit awards with that that made me first start watching it was like Mm -hmm. those movies that couldn't be told any other way it's a very complicated uh scenario and they do it so honestly and Mm -hmm. that it's i mean and that's what they all used to be like 15 years ago that all the movies felt like palm trees and power lines and this one is like a throwback and it's it's a beautiful movie and i i i if it if it gets uh gets the award here i will I'll, i'll i mean I will be so happy. Yeah, we, we, yeah, it would be a pretty awesome. It kind of reminded, reminded me of moments from Red Rocket from a couple years ago. I think there's there's similarities. It's just a different different uh, kind of way. But there was parts of that movie that I was just, just like, this is so uncomfortable to watch. It's uh, definitely uh, it's definitely an uncomfortable watch, but it was definitely told in a way that is uh, important and just kind of – I um, can't really explain it, but it's it's definitely just how it's wrote. It's just really well done, and I, I couldn't get it out of my head, especially after talking, uh, you know, seeing it. Uh, Emergency was really close to being up my a vote too for me. I really like thought that was a, kind of an entertaining film, uh, seeing the different kind of crazy night that these kids had on, uh, mm-hmm. about trying to get this girl. Uh, to the hospital, but it kind of like they shouldn't have moved the body in the first place. It's just a, a crazy story that has a lot of uh, things that are kind of relevant, but in kind of a really kind of chaotic way they were able to tell it. And I'm just, uh, that was another one that I couldn't shake too. I just really liked, but uh, some really good nominees here for sure. I agree. And I, I'm surprised they didn't put after sun in this category. Like I, I, it, was, ah. it was a little strange, but I mean, they, they were uh, spreading the, the wealth a little bit, but I mean, Emily the Criminal and Palm Trees and Power Lines allow me for both, so I don't know. That, that is kind of weird. That's a good point there. I that's I don't do not understand that. Why they? You know, After Sun nearly got the Oscar nomination, so it would have been on like within the realm of what they've been doing if they would have nominated it. But these yeah. nominees did come out like like beginning of December, like it was forever ago. So <laughs> that is true. All right, now we're gonna go into lead perform. Or do we already say who's gonna win this thing? Do we? We didn't do the prediction oh, here. No, we didn't predict. Uh, prediction for best first screenplay here. Uh, uh, this is really tough. I think. Um, I I think. I think it's gonna be Fire Island. That's what it, I, I was just about it. You took the words out of my mouth right there. I mean, yeah. I, I Emily the Criminal is probably the favorite to win, but Fire Island is just the kind of movie that feels like a great first effort screenplay that that will be anointed by the the crowd that votes for this but if emily the criminal is probably 
the most uh, well-liked and probably most widely seen of the, this group. Yeah, I, I would probably predict Emily the Criminal with a close second of Fire Island winning the uh, best for screenplay here at this uh this year so uh, but i would i would really love palm trees and power lines to take sneak out this win here absolutely all right so now a very stacked comp uh categories coming up best lead performance and best supporting performance only one of these uh this is a very this is a first here uh controversially we do not like this i would say right todd yeah it, i mean it, it's ridiculous to make make these uh generalist categories like, and you're just taking away awards now like when you had best lead and a female and best lead male, I mean, that's now you're putting it all in one and you're not giving two awards. You're not giving like a silver medal, even like you're just giving one of these 10 the award. I don't know. It, it doesn't make a lot of sense. And plus you're making it uneven. So there's yeah, a lot of like seven these, and three. <laughs> yeah. Th there's a lot of these, these performances that are going to that, or that would have snuck in. And then you could have just been like, okay, you know, everyone like obviously Kate Blanchett is, is in here. So you could have just like uh, given love to another one of the smaller movies, but instead we're, we're just stuck here with 10 nominees, which are pretty much, I mean, like I, I would say the, as, as Oscar-y as you get for the Spirit Awards of these 10 performances, but it is what it is. I, I Hopefully they, they go back after this, but I don't know. Yeah. It's weird that we have two men nominated here and seven or, you know, eight females. Uh, really good performances from a lot of these people here, though. So it's it's they're deserving for sure. It's just kind of weird how they the love it, was, it wasn't even. I, I don't know. That's why what kind of what I always thought. I was like, it's weird. It's not even. But why not? I mean, I mean if it was even, then they would just do the category separately. Which I, I I get it. This is a stronger year for females than it is for males. But like I always loved those those nominations at the Spirit Awards. That would be like I've never heard of that movie, and the only no nominee is one of the actors, and I go out and watch it, and it becomes like one of my you know, 10 favorite movies of that year. Well, but, I think uh, the biggest surprise here, I thought the uh, Brendan Fraser for the whale wasn't nominated here. I thought that was a pretty, yeah, I mean, it, not nominated for anything. And I, I, that has to be an independent movie. I mean, the, the movie was shot in one room, you know, yeah, I, no Hung Chow, no, uh, no Brendan Fraser here to film independent nominations. I think that would have been really well there. It's very interesting snubs there, but, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, I just really don't know how they decide the nominees. Like, how big is the committee that's that's making these decisions? Because it, <laughs> it, it can't be that big of a consensus. This is true. Yeah. Uh, well, without further ado, let's dive into uh, what the, who got nominated here and what's our ranking and who's going to win it. So okay. let's dive into it. Uh, the nominees, we have Kate Blanchett for Tar, Dale Dickey for A Love Song, Mia Goth for Pearl, um, Regina Hall for Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul, Paul Meskel for After Sun, Audrey Plaza, or Aubrey, Aubrey Plaza for Emily the Criminal, Jeremy Pope, uh, The Inspection, Andrea Riseborough for Two Leslie, she got this before, she had their whole online thing, uh, Taylor Russell for Bones and All, and uh, Michelle Yeoh for Everything Everywhere All at Once. All right. So a lot of good performances. But... A lot of really good performances here. A really solid list of uh, nominations here. All right. I'll kick this one off. Um, a lot of people. I got Regina Hall uh, for Honk for Jesus Save My Soul at number 10. 
and you're not gonna like this one, but I got Taylor Russell next, uh, for Bones and all. <laughs> yeah, but still a good performance though. Um, Andrea uh, Riseborough for two Leslie. Well, that's low. Well, I like the other one so much. I like the other okay. ones. It's still a great performance though. Like I, I get the love for the nomination. It was a surprise, but I really like the old Dickie and love love song. She comes in next. I got Jeremy Pope for the inspection. I really liked that movie a lot. His performance was really solid. Um, then I got Aubrey Plaza, Michelle Yeoh, Paul Mescal, Kate Blanchett, and then the, my winner is my girl Mia Goff for per, per Pearl. <laughs> I, I voted for Mia Goff. I got I, I gotta mean, give her some love. I mean, it's not a better performance than Kate Blanchett, but if you but, voted yes, for I her, I, I mean, I get it. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Kate Blanchett is definitely the my, the my favorite here performance, but who I voted for was Mia Goff. Because I, I wanted to at least show that movie some love. It's one of my favorite uh, films of last year as well. One of my favorite performances, and and also an almost sideways nominated performance as well. So that's true. It would have been cool to see Rebecca Hall in this. Uh, in this oh group. yeah, we, where was that? That's another another kind of surprising uh, snub there for this category. So I mean, what do you got? Yet again, oh, right. another another female. Like not a lot of great male leads this year, I guess. Yeah. Um, my my rankings uh, number ten, Regina Hall. Number nine, I have Michelle Yeoh. Number number eight, Taylor Russell. Number seven, Jeremy Pope. Number six, I that's where I have uh, Mia Goth. Number five, Paul Meskel. Number mm-hmm. four, Dale Dickey. Number three, mm-hmm. Andrea Riseborough. Two is Aubrey Plaza, and number one, of course, I voted for Kate Blanchett. Uh, see, I, I I really like your rankings. I love seeing the love for Dale Dickey there. Aubrey Plaza, of course, she did, did great. Um, and Andrea Riseborough up there too. Surprise! I thought you would have had Taylor Russell higher for some reason. That's where I was kind of thought thought you were going to go with it. I mean, I I, I love the movie, but I mean, I, I don't think that that performance is is, it is anything like that crying out loud. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's not it's not as flashy as as some of these other ones. So it, it honestly is kind of a strange to include her in this group, but that is true. Yeah, good point. I mean, she, I think... she just had her breakout just like a couple, a couple of years ago with Waves. So I mean, this is a I think, and I think, wasn't she also in like the escape room or something like that too? I think that's. Oh, right. that sounds right. Yeah, yeah, and the second one. Um, anyway, a great list of nominations. I think Kate Blanchett and Michelle Yeoh are going to basically split it here. I think it's going to be a battle between those two. Yeah, I mean, obviously, everybody loves Michelle Yeoh and every and everything about her entire cast, but. I, I find it hard to think that Blanchett's going to lose to her, but I mean, she did lose at SAG. So I, my, my prediction, I guess is Michelle Yeoh, but I don't, I don't really, I I really don't know. It would be, it's, it's going to be just as, as uncertain as the Oscar voting, I would think. But would it, would, would it be crazy to see that Andrea Riseborough here for two Leslie gets this win? Because she got that uproar from it's def, totally different to uh, different things but that would just it would, wouldn't that just go in an it's like oh hey crap she just won <laughs> it would be that would be something if she if she ended up winning this because i i think the people on online were the ones that were were all were all pissed about it so <laughs> it, it, if, <laughs> but i mean it, I, she does have uh the the underdog factor and i think everybody genuinely likes her and uh, everyone who's seen the movie, which we all who voted should have seen the movie, yeah. I, I think we all we all agree she's she's terrific. So my favorite comment about after she got nominated for the Oscar on Twitter was, uh, "How many film independent award uh, 
or film independent members opened up that uh to leslie uh screener <laughs> the day the day of the, her nomination yeah pretty much it, i had watched it two days before the nominations came out so i was like already kind of i was like okay cool right right on she had nominated good good i think i had watched it like even before like we got the screeners yeah. yeah you watched it months before yeah all right well there's that uh yeah i think Kate blanchett but uh, Mia got got a vote for her. All right. Wait, so, uh, what was your prediction? Kate uh, Blanchett or Michelle Yeoh? It's gonna be. It's, they're gonna split it. I, it's gonna be one of those. I I, I want to say Kate Blanchett though because of just that performance, like you said, is just some of the best that you'll see. I think that that's just uh, by far one of the better performances that are nominated here. Uh, maybe not my my favorite performance of the entire year. Rebecca Hall, looking at you. Uh, but anyway, Kate <laughs> Blanchett's uh, fantastic. Uh, in tar so agreed all right best supporting performance now let's hear the 10 nominees okay the nominees are jamie lee curtis for everything everywhere all at once brian tyree henry for causeway nina haas for tar brian darcy james for the cathedral kihu kwan for everything everywhere all at once trevante rhodes for bruiser Theo Rossi for Emily the Criminal, Mark Rylance for Bones and All, Jonathan Tucker for Palm Trees and Power Lines, and Gabrielle Union in The Inspection. <laughs> yeah, in- intriguing group of nominees, a very heavy group of movies aside from everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, <laughs> but that performance is still really fun, though. <laughs> still like. Well, I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis nominator too, which is oh yeah, it's true. Still strange, but okay. Yeah. BAFTA. No, no, she won the SAG. Yeah, she won SAG. SAG. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Sorry, Angela Bassett, you did your thing, but yeah. Anyway. Um. All right. Well, is it my turn? Yeah, it's your turn actually. My turn. Okay. Uh, Number ten, I have Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh. Yeah. Uh, Number nine, I have Gabrielle Union. Which is a just a heartbreaking performance. Or just like her heart, just like she she's an evil person, pretty much. But I mean, I wanted great. to see more of her, though. That's the yeah. thing. I think I, I could have been very small higher. role. She's yeah, she's terrific, though. Uh, then number eight, I have Kihu Kwan. Uh, number seven, uh, Brian Tyree Henry for Causeway. Number six, I have Brian Darcy James, which is another one of those like I'd never even heard of the movie, so it was it was cool. It was cool to be able to watch that one. Um. Mm-hmm. At number five, I have Theo Rossi and Emily the Criminal. Number four, Jonathan Tucker. And number three, Nina Haas. Two, I have Trevante Rhodes. And number one is Mark Rylance. Yes! Which, of course, I, I had to vote for Mark Rylance. And it, I no performance has ever has just baffled me and like delighted me as much as his his. his his crazy performance is silly. So, so it's a great, um, great uh, win there. I, or that's your winner there. I, I love it. I think that's great that Mark Ryland's got the uh, your vote there. All right, uh, number one or number ten, Jamie Lee Curtis. I had her as yeah. uh, as well. Gabrielle Union. So we're right on board here. Uh, then I had Brian um, Brian Darcy Jones for the Cathedral. A very interesting paced film. That's I, it was really hard yeah. for me to get into that one, uh, but he's he's good in it though. Never heard of that one um, too. Then I have 
Kihu Kwan here. Uh, then I have uh, Jonathan Tucker for Palm Trees and Power Lines. Uh, Trevante Rhodes for Bruiser. Then I have uh, Mark Rylands for Bones and All. Theo Rossi for Emily the Criminal. And Nina Hosk for uh, Tar. And my winner, I love this performance, but uh, Brian Tyree Henry, uh, Causeway. That's who I voted for. Uh, I think it's just real. It's interesting that Jennifer Lawrence actually didn't get nominated for lead, but it, oh, that's, sure. that's weird. But yeah, Brian Tyree Henry, man, I, that's a guy like, I kind of just want to go hang out with. Like, it's just like, it's just a really. Uh, it's, a, it's a role that he definitely just sort of lives in. And he, he has this demeanor about him in like all of his roles that that is just so infectious to watch, even though mm-hmm. it's almost like he doesn't care. But yeah, it, it's great that he's finally getting like these major nominations, and he he is a, a, a beloved actor now. I mean, he's everything he does is is great. So um, yeah, had two really good movies. Causeway, I really liked that movie. I liked really liked him in Bullet Train too. Um, that's really course, good. and he and he had a, another just great season of Atlanta. I mean, he's 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 all he's all over the place. And uh, I totally forgot that he was in that show. Yeah, I, I had him a little bit lower just because I, I think that he I, I've seen him do those kind of things before. But I mean, it's not, I guess it's not a highest war performance like like we do. But yeah. the, the one that really stuck out to me was Trevante Rhodes, because I, I thought he was yeah. like good when he was in Moonlight. But in Bruiser, he, he I thought I thought he was excellent. And I, I think he could he could eventually be an Oscar nominated actor with the right yeah. type of role. With the right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Trevante Rhodes, a really great in Bruiser there, too. Um, and I think that in moonlight you mentioned that movie and that one the third act third kind of story was kind of everybody kind of thought was kind of the weaker one and that's the one that he was kind of in prominently in uh, but right. he he has just like this really gr- crazy performance that end like one of the better endings of a film that you'll see in 2022 that the fight scene between the, the father and trevante Rhodes is it's crazy i loved how that was shot and he was just he was another guy that's kind of electric you can't Kind of like Brian Tyree Henry, you just couldn't uh, take your eyes off of him when he was on screen because he kind of just like kind of stole every scene that he was in. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, a shout out to Theo Rossi because that's an oh, actor I I don't yeah. think I've ever seen before, but he he is electric and like I I, I would watch an entire movie which is that character. Yeah, that one of my favorite. That was the reason why I liked Emily the Criminal. Like he was like the standout performance in that one. I thought he was even better than Aubrey Plaza to be honest, but. I definitely wanted to see kind of his own spinoff movie. So next, it's a different power rankings, but anyway. <laughs> All right. Uh, now we're doing uh, the breakthrough performance. Funny well, enough. No well, pred- predictions. Oh, I mean, oh, this prediction, is, that's is, right. I, I have a hard time thinking it's not going to be Kihu Kwan. Yeah. But if there is a chance for an upset, I think Brian Tyree Henry actually has a, maybe like even like a 10% chance of winning this, which, it, which is as, better chance than almost anybody has of being key upon in anything this year. But Brian Tyree Henry has the backing to, to be able to pull an upset. Cool. I think the three people that are really, no, I guess I'll, I'll throw four in here. Um, Kihu Kwan, I think is probably going to win here. Then Brian Tyree Henry, I can see a world where Mark Rylance kind of is in the conversation and Jamie Lee Curtis. I think that's the four kind of bigger players in this. I can kind of see Mark Ryland's been a super dark horse, though. I don't. I I just think that could get votes because of how crazy the performance is. You know, I could definitely see that. Um, and he's the only Oscar-winning actor in this group. <laughs> true, for now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <it's exactly> true. <laughs> uh, 
but anyway, that those are I think the, the four kind of like front runners there. I mean, three front runners and like a dark horse there um, with Mark Rylance. But some really good performances though. If you haven't seen any of those movies, definitely go check them out. This is the more more interesting one for me is the breakthrough performance. Let me just find those slides real quick. All right, um, there we go. All right, go ahead. Okay, breakthrough performance. We have Frankie Corio for After Sun. Uh, Gracija Filipovich for Murina, Stephanie Shu for Everything Everywhere All at Once, Lily McInerney for Palm Trees and Power Lines, and Daniel Zokaldry for Funny Pages. There we go. All right. Uh, very uh, good uh, nominations. There's some. One performance I really didn't care for, but we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. But uh, I really like this. We had an Oscar-nominated actress here in her breakthrough performance with uh, Stephanie Hsu as well. Uh, but I, I'm going to go with the, the actor from Funny Pages at my number five here. Um, then I got uh, Lily from Palm Trees and Power Lines. Uh, then Stephanie Hsu here for everywhere, Everything Everywhere All at Once. And then I got Frankie, uh, Frankie, and Aftersun. And then I'm going to with the Marina actress. I love that movie. That's like a top 15 movie this last year. Like I will throw it out there. I was mesmerized by that performance in that film, uh, too. So I really, I really kind of fell in love with the Marina. I kind of, I actually, I put it on my Amazon watch list to uh, buy it on Blu-ray when it is is available. So rewatch it again. I don't nice. know that that movie hit you hit me. I, that's another one. I think I liked Marina quite a bit. I like Causeway. Another one's like a lot, and uh, uh, and it's just something like you just get in those days where you 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 watch something and it just kind of hits you at the right moment. You watch it at the right time, and Marina definitely uh, is one of those movies. So gonna go with her performance. Uh, that's who I voted for anyway. Okay, our our rankings are quite different. Um, yeah, number five, yeah. I have Stephanie Shu. Number four, I have uh, Grisija Filipovich. Number three, I have Frankie Corio. Number two, I have uh, Lily McInerney. And number one, I have uh, Daniel Zogaldry in Funny Pages, which is a movie I did not necessarily like, but his his performance reminded me of the kind of thing that you would see in like the mid 2000s in one of these independent movies, like when you first see like Jesse Eisenberg in The Squid and the mm -hmm. Whale or something like that. He's He's it's not something that's necessarily hard to play, but it's something that was so just, just, it seemed genuine. And uh, if there were like the, the movie was sort of annoying overall, but he, I thought was, was very good. And I, I would definitely be interested to see where he goes with his career. Yeah, I definitely, I didn't know exactly what to expect with it. That opening was like, Whoa, okay. Interesting. You're what you're drawing, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it's a good performance. It's just, I, I don't know if I found that movie kind of, and his character kind of maybe annoying. I mean, maybe that's part of what the performance was. Uh, but yeah, that's another one. I didn't really care for the movie, but he's, he's good. It just, these, this is not just really solid young actress and actresses here that are just each one of them kind of, are really solid. I, th I think, unfortunately, you're going to go up. You're, they're going up against a freight train. I don't think anybody's really going to stop the kind of the front runner here winning. Yeah, I mean, mine is definitely a wasted vote. I mean, <laughs> I you got a burn vote. <laughs> well, I it, it, there is something to be like Stephanie Shu definitely has the online contingent, but I mean, Frankie Corio is like another one beloved so, as well. But it, it's going to be Stephanie Shu if she doesn't win. Like, I think this is as big of a as big of a lock as like. Uh, everything everywhere winning director you know i mean it's 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 going to happen 
Yeah, I can definitely see this one. Um, it's definitely more wide open. I, I, I know. I, I, I thought she was pretty awesome. One of my favorite parts of that that movie. Um, but yeah, I, Marina. That's my. That was my pick there. So, I like it. All right, uh, best documentary. This is where it gets a little um, iffy on some of the films that I've watched. There's one that didn't even get uh, released here in the states until this week, and it was kind of the voting kind of had already ended. Unfortunately, I don't know if you were able to at least watch it or not. Yeah, yeah, I I uh, rented it, and um, so. All right, what's the nominations here for best documentary? Okay, the documentary nominees are All That Breeze. All the Beauty and the Bloodshed, A House Made of Splinters, Midwives, and Riotsville, USA. All righty. Um, some interesting documentaries, I would say, for sure. There, there's definitely a favorite here. I could think that that could be a lock, possibly. I don't um, think there's a lock, but you know, I, go ahead. I, I think overall... 2022 was a pretty weak year for documentaries. There, there yeah, were a couple definitely. that were really good, but most of them were just so like, okay, I get it. Or like, I mean, yeah, it was entertaining or I didn't know that, but I, I'm not sure it's really that well put together. Yeah. All of these movies are pretty much in that vein. Like I, I didn't give any of them above a three-star rating. So, but yeah. I think uh, the ones I've seen, uh, one, two, yeah, I gave two of these three stars uh, out of the four that I have seen. I, I, I did miss House of Splinters. On that one, I guess I'll just kick this one off. You can have more to say on the main ones, uh, but I do have Midwives at four, Ridesville at three, All That Breathes, and then All the Be- Beauty and the Bloodshed is what I did vote for. I feel like that one would have been better as a docu series because it feels like three different parts, three different stories told in one documentary at two hours. I think a docu series at an hour apiece would probably be. A more interesting and more inf- um, informative way to tell the story, but it's definitely the one that had the more potential for me out of the one, at least the one I kind of enjoyed the most, I would say. That's fair. Uh, so for me, I had uh, number five, Midwives, number four, All That Breathes, number mm-hmm. three, All the Beauty and the Bloodshed, number two is where I put A House Made of Splinters. Oh, nice. And- okay. My number one was Riotsville, USA, which is a movie that it's not great, but it is something that I I definitely had no idea about when I was watching. And I, I think it actually is pretty insightful in, in some ways. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, for, for me with documentaries, it really is. It, did I learn something and do I care? And I, I think I did with, with Riotsville, USA. So, But A House Made of Splinters is, a, is, a, is one that really does get at your heart. So I... I, I I'm happy that it uh, is here. I just don't know how. I don't know how the people saw it in order to nominate it, considering it only played like a couple festivals, and it was not released in the U.S. and won't be released actually in the U.S. until like this summer when it comes on PBS. But it's on it's streaming now for rental. So I don't know how documentary releases are always weird. Yeah, they are. It's it's kind of interesting how that one got a uh, got nominated. I'm, I'm interested. That's about Ukraine, correct? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, I'm definitely really intrigued by that. It's just a lot of binge watching of films to get these uh, award nominations in. So I've missed uh, a couple. There's a, several award shows we're watching stuff for. So anyway, all right. Our next uh, category. Wait, what's gonna win? Oh, dang, dang, 
yeah, that's right. We do this. Um, when I, I think all the beauty and the bloodshed, I think that's the one that I was kind of hinting at could be the lock. Um, yeah, yeah, it's think- definitely not going to be a house made of splinters because I don't. I, I really don't think a lot of the the voters were able to see it. Um, all that breeze is one is one that's sort of the quirky one, but that's more of like an Oscar kind of thing than a Spirit Awards mm-hmm. thing. I, I agree that it it should it should probably be all the beauty and the bloodshed. Yeah, uh, three of these are Oscar nominated, which is right, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, good. They're they're good. Not as good as last year's documentary bouch, I would say. I think last year's are definitely. Uh, there's a couple. Yeah, I, re- I remember a few of them from last year, but but some interesting watches. You guys should definitely uh, check out. So, all right, international uh, feature film here. There's one I didn't actually get to see here either, but. Um, uh, really great. Some really good uh, movies here for sure. Let's talk about them. Yeah, really good uh, group of movies. Uh, uh, the nominees were uh, Corsage, uh, Joyland, Leonore Will Never Die, Return to Soul, and Saint Omer. Oh, yes. So many. Yeah, some really good, good choices here for sure. So, all right, Todd, you kick this one off. Um, at number five, I had Joyland, which is a movie that uh, apparently a, a lot of voters have loved. Like I've, I've, I keep hearing that, like uh, that one's the one that people are really sticking to. That's like the one I didn't really care for. Um, number four, I have uh, Leonore Will Never Die, which is just a strange movie, but uh, but it is fun to watch. Uh, number three, I have Corsage, which I know one person on our podcast really didn't like, Terry. Not um, <laughs> <at> you, bud. <laughs> Uh, number two, I have Saint Omer, which yeah. is a devastating movie, and number one is uh, Return to Soul, which is the the real crown jewel of I think all of the movies that um, I hadn't seen that I got a screener for. Return to Soul was is a truly special special work of art. Yeah. The, um, all right. Yeah. So the one I haven't seen here is uh, Leonora Will Never Die, but uh, the ones I did watch, Joyland was another one. I, there's some really cool, good imagery there. I think some performances there. This is one that's gonna hit with me. Hit hit with me. I have Corsage at number uh, three. Uh, another one. It didn't really. Figgy Krebs is really good, and I'm surprised she didn't get nominated. Actually, to be honest, but there's again such a strong uh, year for people. Well, I think usually if you're nominated for international film, you're not eligible for the other awards at, oh, at the Spirit yeah, Awards. Yeah. Like like I remember when Once was nominated at the for international film so it wasn't nominated for best feature even though it easily would have won if it yeah. had been weird uh saint omer i got number two and then return to soul also is uh, number one for me i think that one's definitely one that's deserving that's gonna be my prediction uh, wait hold on let's pump the brakes here on the prediction thing but return to soul <laughs> a beautiful film here was my last screener that i was able to watch because i knew that from the base off the poster alone one of the better posters of 2022 Turner Soul is what I have I voted for at the International Film Awards, so definitely had to uh, give that one the, the, some love. It was just really great way to tell a story, really captivating, and so many different uh, moving uh, different countries putting this movie out there too. So I, I really uh, loved that. Yeah, you know, great movie exploring different types of family and your family mm-hmm. being sort of who who you choose. Kind of it's a a lot a lot of. Uh, dynamics there that are they're really great and some truly great performances by especially uh jamin park the uh the lead actress i yeah it blew me away one of my favorite performances of the year 
Yeah, one of the definitely. If I would have seen it, probably been on my list as well. We did our our awards there. So, all right, uh, who's going to win this thing? This is a, this is up in the air because you just mentioned Joyland. That's kind of threw out my prediction there because a lot of people are uh, saying that's a great movie. Uh, I want to say Return to Soul, but yeah, uh, see, yeah, none of these were nominated for uh, Oscars, so we don't even have like a true front runner. The, I guess the highest profile movie is Saint Omer, mm-hmm. and that on Gold Derby, that is uh, the favorite in the odds. But I don't really always go with that with the Spirit Awards; they're always a little fickle. So I think if if everyone watched Return to Soul. I think I think that could win. I I'm gonna predict that in a in a slight upset. Return to Soul is a slight upset there. Uh, I'll I'll take those odds. Yeah, I'll take those. I, I like it. Um, yeah, Saint Omer. I can see that one kind of squeaking out the victory here. Uh, but yeah, Return to Soul. Hopefully, our two votes are good. A uh, way to push those over the top there. So we have Return to Soul. Uh, maybe doing the upset over Saint Omer at international uh, feature film here. Uh, looks like we got two more left. Yeah, two more left. Yep. Best okay. editing now there, sir. Okay, best editing nominees are um, Marcel the Shell with She's oh, On. Wrong one. There we go. <laughs> uh, the Cathedral. After Sun. Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. And Tar stacked category here uh some really good uh list here all right um you went first last time editing for me okay this is uh, a tough one here uh i have number five the cathedral number four marcel the with shoes on three car two everything everywhere all at once and then number one i have after sun uh winning for editing that's who i i voted for uh, but I think that the two best edited, really edited, there's re- they're really good here. But I think everything, everywhere, all at once, what they were able to do with the editing for that movie, uh, regardless of what you think about it, I think there's just so many moving parts and what they were able to do and splice different things together. I think that is really going to be uh, a favorite. Uh, at that movie, obviously, is a favorite for a lot of people. But I think After Sun told them such a creative way and definitely different and smaller in scope. I think that the editing was, and how it was pieced together is part of some of the the reasons why I really kind of liked that. It was it, it was told in such a, another unique way. And uh, um, so uh, this is a tough category uh, to, uh, but I, yeah. I had to go with After Sun here. Yeah, everything overall at once is like, it's it's obviously the most editing. It might be the most editing I've ever seen in a movie. Yeah. And so it, it makes sense why a lot of people are, are us making that be the standout. I appreciate what you say about after sun. The, the, what I think it's funny. You, the one thing you said about the cathedral earlier was like, I, I don't really, the, it, it, the pacing wasn't really all that. And then now we're at editing. It's like, and that was one of the nominees just like, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I know that's, and that's what I was like, man, I've got the nominee, got an acting nomination. I got a, an editing yeah. nomination. I was just like, it just, it, for whatever reason, it didn't work for me, but, uh, it's it's good that it gets some uh, some different films get some love here though so it's it's nice to see that yeah uh, my my rankings I have uh, number five Marcel the Shell with shoes on which is I mean it's it's a fun nomination it is like it's not it animated has yeah it has animation and it has uh and it has live action it puts them together it, it, and it works pretty well I guess 
Uh, number four, I have the Cathedral. Number three, mm-hmm. Everything Everywhere All at Once. Two, I have After Sun. And number one, I have Tar, which is just, I mean, it, it's just an absolute banger of a movie. And yeah. I, I think well, it's kind of flawless. It, 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 it's, it, it is lengthy, but it never feels it because it, it is just. It kind of flies by, don't it? Yeah, it, it it comes at you in a lot of different ways, and uh, it's and even like uh, even like the unbroken shots, like the Juilliard scene, is just I mean, it, it's just it's just masterful, and it, like the 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 choices to not cut, and uh, and it's I mean I I I love that it's nominated here, and yeah, it was kind of quite easily my vote. Yeah, I yeah, Tar is a great pick. It's just it's tough because I think that there's the three favorites here in this category. Uh, we both pick different ones, of course, and they have that one film that's probably going to win here with everything, everywhere, all at once. I think yeah, is that the, is that the favorite? I think that's the favorite. I think that movie in general is just going to be. Yeah, it, I mean, it, 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 that and Tar are both nominated for the Oscar, so there there is some. I guess there is some chance that Tar could have a chance, but I mean, everything, everywhere, all at once is. I mean, it's like it, the the editing is is the showiest part of the of the entire thing. So I, I, I think that's going to kind of winning a landslide yeah that's true um i i this is just a good great films there and i i've three of these movies like like you said are two of them are oscar nominated i think that after sun is actually a really i think that's the dark horse i think that one i feel like it's it should win something <laughs> if it's probably gonna win it's on the screenplay category, correct? I can't remember already. No, it's not in for best first group, no. but it's it's first going to win best first feature. Yeah, that's where it's going to win. But um, but anyway, I just think it's a great nomination. I think that could be a dark horse there. That's what kind of went, I kind of voted for it as well. Uh, but yeah, it's, I think it's really between everything, everywhere, all at once, and Tar. There, it's uh, going to be that's going to be a stacked category right there. It'd be awesome to see Tar win something here, and that, that would be perfect for that. Yeah. All right, our last category, cinematography. Which I think this could be where the, one of the movies we've been talking about a lot could win. But anyway, let's go to it. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Uh, the nominees for cinematography are Tar, Marina. Hold on. Come on. There we go. Uh, After Sun, Pearl, and Neptune Frost. Yes. Uh, Neptune Frost. Yes. Which is a movie I had not heard of uh, prior to the nominations, which is always fun to see a random one pop up, up like that for cinematography. And you can definitely tell why it was nominated when you watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, good, good cinematography there. It's some really, uh, really interesting perf- uh, choices here. I, I really like them. Yeah, v- very uh, uh, diverse visually uh, movies, like uh, movies that aren't, you know, standard awards fair for cinematography but uh at the spirit awards kind of anything goes like they go a lot more with camera work and like uh the movement of the camera than they actually do of like making like a visual photograph or like a moving photograph essentially so which is which is cool like uh, movies get nominated that wouldn't get nominated everywhere else yeah i, I like to tell I, I like seeing the like love for pearl and neptune frost uh, neptune frost one of the my second to last screener that i did watch and um, yeah, definitely an interesting experience. I didn't know really what to expect with that one, so that is very interesting. Uh, but really deserving visually uh, shot film there. But I, I do have that one at number five. Uh, Pearl is uh, four. Uh, interest, really cool shots, especially when the, she, the whole Be a Star sequence. That was 
just done really well. Uh, three, I have. God, I hate that my order. <laughs> this is so <laughs> tough. Um, after I just gushed about the film and editing, uh, number three is After Sun. Uh, two is Marina. I think uh, that's a really good shot there. And then uh, Tar, number one for cinematography. And I think this is where it's going to get that locked win, I think. Yeah, I think after getting the the Oscar nomination for cinematography, which was somewhat of a surprise, I, I think it pretty much secured its win here, especially because somehow this is the one category that everything everyone all at once didn't get nominated for. I'm not really Very sure why. Weird. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> they just chose this one to be the one. Okay. Um, my rankings, I have uh, number five, I have Pearl. Number four, After Sun. Three, Neptune Frost. Two, Marina. And number one is Tar. And I'm glad we agree on the, the top two, but I think that again, like, these are all really great choices here. I think it's definitely got some new getting Neptune Frost, not even nominated for like international feature, which is another one that's kind of kind of strange, but it's cool that they are nominating a bunch of different like choices. So uh, cool to see that. But uh, yeah, like again, I really love Marina there. I thought that was really good visually. I think the top four that I had were some of my favorites as well for the, if i was to my personal awards i think those would be up there as well but uh the lock i think for here the win is gonna be for tar yeah I, th I think this is definitely where tar will for sure win and hopefully kate will win as well yeah hopefully yeah definitely or mia goth that's who we want no <laughs> uh definitely that'd be, that'd be awesome to see that uh let's go over to the i know we didn't i don't have slides for this but let's let's just we should quickly mention the robert altman and the john cassavetti's uh nominations here robert altman already decided who uh, is the winner here? And that what is the Robert Altman Award there, Todd? So people the Robert know. Altman Award is the award for uh, the ensemble cast that uh, uh, the voting committee decides to anoint. And so that movie is not eligible for acting awards uh, at the, that year's ceremonies. And the uh, Robert Altman Award went to well, justifiably women talking because. Like like every other place, I'm sure that it probably would have gotten all of them snubbed because everybody has a different favorite in the cast. So why not just nominate or like give them all the award? And uh, yeah, it's a very deserving winner. One of the truly great uh, ensemble casts of the year. Yeah, I definitely agree with that one. Uh, should be an, a category for our, our award show, actually. I didn't think about should. this one. It should be. Uh, oh, I, but... Yeah, I mean, oh, I brought that up months ago and uh, it was something that... Uh, I think uh, the main host of our podcast didn't want to do. But next year, next year. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> women talking, great, uh, great pick there too. Uh, I really liked Claire Boy in this uh, film here. Runamara is really great as well. Um, but yeah, just, uh, Jesse Buckley is another one. McDormand is another great one. There's so many great people in this uh, cast here too. So uh, women talking, deserving win here. Glad it's not. Well, I don't know. Wouldn't it have been awesome if it was everything everywhere all at once and we got didn't talk about that movie as much? Oh, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, instead of giving it four acting nominations. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Crazy. But anyway, um, all right. What's the John Cassavetes Award? Uh, the John Cassavetes Award is pretty much like uh, the movie was made for like the smallest budget. I, I remember it used to be like less than $100,000, but now since they ballooned the budgets up for everything, it is now movie best movie made for under a million dollars. And um, so they have nominees. We don't get a vote on this. It's actually the, the committee uh, decides the winner. But the nominees are uh, a, a love song, uh, the, the cathedral, 
the African Desperate, Holy Emmy, and Something in the Dirt. Which I, I've only seen the two that we we have talked about before. I love song the cathedral. The other three, I, I believe, are movie movies, and I uh, I don't have that, so I haven't I haven't actually watched those yet. Yeah, it's so interesting to see that the cathedral got other nominations as well. So I would kind of lean towards that probably being the favorite. But uh, that well, a love song was nominated too. Oh yeah, Dale Dickey. Yeah, I, I that's the one I really like. I like love song. So I know we don't get a. I, I would hope that that would win, but I mean, this I'd have to go back and look. Uh, like what won last last year? I don't even remember. It was uh, the winner last year was Shiva uh, Baby, Shiva Baby yeah. over top ten, movie, top ten movie of the year over movies like Jockey and Cryptozoo. Yeah, I mean that that Shiva Baby that would be the equivalent of like a love song. I, I guess that probably is the favorite. The year before went to Residue, but that beat The Killing of Two Lovers. So. It's, it sometimes does go with like the the one that they're just trying to get people to watch because obviously nobody's going to watch Residue and think that it's better than the Killing of Two Lovers. <laughs> yeah, but the weird part is too. I think we got screeners for the the, the John Cassavetes last year, but nothing this year because I remember Cryptozoo, kind of. And yeah, the... yeah. I I mean, it's just as a matter of whether they decide to give out their screeners, but. That is that is a that is a good point though. I hadn't thought about yeah. that because we did and we got a screening of all of those movies. Lingua Franca, like the year before, mm-hmm. Sweet Thing last year. Yeah, so weird. But anyway, the uh, yeah, some two really good movies or you know, Cathedral is a mixed bag, but uh, for me anyway. But uh, I really like the love story there. And thought Dale Dickey was really good. Wes Studi's in it, so anything with him is really going to be solid. So. Um, anyway, uh, that's uh, what we had today. That's our predictions for our Film Independent Spirit Awards. Uh, really excited uh, to see the ceremony again on March 4th, 2023, 2 p.m. PST, also streaming on the Film Independent YouTube channel. So really excited for that. Um, favorite movie out of this bunch there, Todd, real quick. Of all the movies? Out of all these movies, favorite movie out of the bunch uh, that, was, it was, that wasn't in your top 10. I'm looking at you, Return to Soul and Tar. <laughs> the one, so, the, so I can't say Bones and All. Oh, um, oh, yeah, Bones and All too, yeah. So not including my top 10 is, uh, I, I mean, my number 11 of the year is Saint-Omer. So I guess there I'd have go. to go with that. Perfect. Uh, so my, if I was excluding my top 10 movies, I have to take out Tar. I have to take out After Sun. And I think that's all. But um, I, I have, again, gushed about this film a lot. A Marina is up there. Um, I also really liked uh, Emergency was another one that I uh, thoroughly was entertained by and well, in a more talkative um, way, too. And then um, Causeway. So that's my three kind of like really higher ranked film. I have to look at my whole list here, but those are the three that are up the top that I definitely – uh, no, yeah, Return to Soul. Yeah, there we go. Wait, I, I'll talk about that one. Yeah, Return to Soul, top 15. I already said that, but it's not in my yeah top 10. So, yeah, Return to Soul and Marina are my top two. So, all right. Speaking of Return to Soul, you guys can check the the uh, the video, uh, Todd's review of Return to Soul on our YouTube channel. So I'll leave that in the description box down below. So make sure you guys check out Return to Soul. Heck, I might even just pop it on. If you're watching YouTube, I'll just pop it on my face right now, too, if you're watching this on the replay. So click that video in front of my face and watch Return to Soul. 
Uh, and uh, yeah, go, go share your thoughts on that film as well. So again, this is Adam and Todd. Thank you so much for listening to Almost Sideways Movie Podcast. See you later, guys. All right. <laughs>